Welcome to the Energy News Beat Podcast. My name is Stu Turley, President and CEO of the Sandstone Group. I'll tell you what, today is kind of an exciting day from a standpoint. We've got a couple new series that we're announcing. Today is December 11th. Welcome, and we are going to have a fantastic discussion. Michael's out on assignment today, but today I'm going to talk about Russia's shadow fleet. This really fits into the ENB thread very nicely. There's EU countries still buying Russian oil and gas. Here's another great article. We no longer need the COP circus. Technology and markets are already solving the climate crisis. Tell you what, COP is going on. I had some great interviews, but uh, this one I agree with and don't agree. And I'll cover that here in just a minute. OPEC leader tells members to block any climate summit deal to curb fossil fuels. You're starting to kind of get a little bit of a thread here. Russian natural gas and geopolitical realignment, a reverse domino theory. This is by George McMillan. George McMillan, I had an earlier podcast and I mean, it was a two hour podcast that is phenomenal. It seemed like five minutes for me. Unbelievable. We've got a geopolitical series by George just kicking out. The next one is the left is silent on the imperialist war from oil from Venezuela. I'm on the energy transition with David Blackman, Armand Cavan from Brazil and Tammy uh, Nemeth tomorrow morning live at eight o'clock central on LinkedIn and looking forward to being live with them to talk about this. So uh, with that, all these stories will be in the show note. Also want to give a shout out to Mark Masters. Mark is a phenomenal leader in the media space. The staff is rolling his podcast out that we did. We are starting a series with Mark and other energy leaders about how the energy space can change and potentially make a gigantic difference to the future of the United States. We got a lot on the table today, guys. So let me start off with Russia's shadow fleet. Michael and I have been talking about this for a very, very long time. The shadow fleet is old tankers that have being bought by Iran, Venezuela. There's an estimated 500 to 600 tankers in the fleet. They take their uh, transponders, they turn them off. They'll meet with a legitimate tanker. Here's the catch. These tankers are not insured through the normal insurance companies for oil. If something happens and these rust buckets have a problem, uh, let me bring up this one right here. This rust bucket, uh, one of the best movie lines that's out there says, I think I need a tetanus shot just from looking at it. That was from Up Periscope with Kelsey Grammer. This is an amazing movie. It's a Bloomberg video that they have had a excellent aging discussion or of the aging fleet that's out there. And they're a direct response to the weaponization of the U.S. dollar that has gone on. This weaponization of the U.S. dollar is going to come back and bite the U.S. Uh, in the Bahonkas. It is not going to be pretty. So in this article, it says this little piece of paper on a dark ship may say that it's insured, but it's not worth the 
paper it's written on said Simon Lockwood, a Marine executive with the insurance broker. Two thirds are carrying Russian crude are now insured by unknown. So these tankers are registered to, I don't know, and they are insured by unknown or who knows? So this is a Abbott and Costello uh, skit waiting to happen. I was planning on that today. Michael was out on assignment. We'll have to come up with that again some other time. So with that, how this plays in, and this is an excellent video. It's worth all your time to watch it. Um, the, the key thing is this plays into OPEC and OPEC Plus because they're worried that all their OPEC members are producing more than their quotas, uh, their quotas that are imposed on them and that they're allowing or they're going to do. In fact, Brazil says, uh, oh, uh, we are now in OPEC and oh, by the way, we're going to go ahead and produce uh, everything that we can anyway. The CEO of Petrobras just basically put that out last week. Okay. So let's go to the next one that feeds into that. The EU country is still buying Russian gas. <laughs> Us as well. United States. Go figure that out. The Netherlands reported purchased 200 million. Uh, let me get to the point here. 200 million cubic meters of Russian LNG. Uh, the IRA Novosti has reported. It is importing, I'll tell you what, countries are going to buy energy because it's either go through energy poverty, as George McMillan says, or you're going to realign your entire geopolitical alignments on energy. So if you think you have an ally, think again, if you can't protect their energy supply lines. So with that, let's go ahead and go to the next one. I love this article from the standpoint that with COP, I had the pleasure of uh, producing Ray Trevino's uh, podcast with Grace Danke. She is the Miss America 2023. And uh, also, uh, I also put a short out and want to give a shout out to Grace. She is a nuclear engineer graduating, I believe, this month. And I mean, she is one sharp young lady. And I mean, she was in Dubai. It was midnight uh, in the U.S. and it was 9 a.m. And she was on fire. So uh, excellent. Want to give her a shout out. But this is an interesting article saying that we cop no longer needs the cop circus. The U.N. has been putting this on for a very long time. I couldn't agree more. But when we sit back and say that humanity and uh, the markets know the best path, that has, that's kind of a misnomer from the standpoint that they're still printing a lot of money. The energy hypocrisy from Bill Gates and BlackRock is out there. BlackRock is saying that, oh, ESG funds have lost billions of dollars. They lost over $5 billion in their ESG funds. It's now okay to invest in oil and gas. There's a little bit of energy investing hypocrisy. Bill Gates came out and said, oh, by the way, climate change is not going to kill us. He's now rescinding that. I saw an interview with him saying, oh, no, it's now bad. Somebody must have got to him. So I'm not totally sure that it is 100% they're saying that. But we are seeing the oil and gas companies. Let's take Saudi Arabia and Dubai. 
Saudi Arabia is using their oil profits in order to pay for green energy. I, again, as I've always said, Saudi Arabia, I don't agree with everything socially that they do, but I applaud the leadership for taking care of Saudi Arabia first, taking the oil and gas profits, and then moving to renewables and funding both. That is actually an applaudable thing to go forward with. Um, and so the fact that there were so many oil companies there and so many of the green agenda folks that were not pleased by that, the best thing about COM was nuclear. The 22 countries that signed the nuclear deal is phenomenal. We need all forms of energy. You hear me say this all the time, but we need nuclear. We need natural gas. We need oil because as you know, you sit back and think Ronald uh, keeps telling me, you know, you cannot build an iPhone from a wind farm. You have to have oil. The just stop oil folks need to check their living standards. So let's go to the OPEC leaders that I've already mentioned that story. I don't want to overdo it. But let me step into uh, the next article. George McMillan, absolutely a uh, hit. I had the two-hour interview with George. It is already out there. It is phenomenal. I can tell that people are listening to it and then having to come back to it. Um, it is just amazing on Time On page, who's been on there, and the article. Uh, unbelievable. This, is, this article is Russian Natural Gas and Geopolitical Realignment. A reverse domino theory. This article is incredibly important because this really is the first part of a series where George is talking about how all of the pipelines matter, how the geopolitical alignment is, and that the West is really got things going on and they've got one mission. That mission is to stop Russian low-cost natural gas and oil going to market. The geopolitical strategies and chess matches that are out there, I don't understand why. I understand now better after talking to George, after seeing all of his academia studies that George has done and what is out there, he is putting the thread together like you wouldn't believe. So when you talk about, now here's another tidbit. I visited with a one of the head of the investment side for Gazprom years ago, 13 cents. That is what Gazprom's cost to market on their natural gas was at that time. That is profit to the Russian um, countries. So when you sit back and think of the amount of money that sanctions have not cost Russia, but what it did was it built the dark fleet. It built additional pipelines. It's realigning all of what we think is the United States are political allies. This article from um, George is critical. Come in, read this. And when you sit back and think about our $34 trillion in debt, we cannot sustain our country in this particular model. Who you vote for matters. Here's where I'm bringing up this next piece of the puzzle. The left is silent on the imperialist war for oil from Venezuela. This is an excellent article. And when you sit back and take a look, it's 
from Patrick Robinson. He posted this on LinkedIn. Want to give him a shout out. It's amazing that the left is really not saying anything about um, Western. The we're kind of like just kind of ignoring uh, Venezuela's power grab over the oil and gas of Guyana. I'm going to be on the energy transition with Armando tomorrow, as I mentioned, and uh, I'm going to have to do some research on this. Tammy uh, Nemeth is just with the Nemeth report is phenomenal. David Blackman is also phenomenal, and I'm enjoying visiting with them about this article as well as the other uh key issues and sources that they're bringing to the table. So the last one that I want to just bring up is Mark Masters, 11 Steps for Saving America via the Energy Sector Renewed Thought Leadership and Ultimate Narrative Dominance within the National Media. The I think personally, one of the reasons Michael and my podcast, the podcast series with our daily show with Michael and I, and then my CEOs and industry thought leader articles has gone nuts. 5.5 million article reads on energynewsbeat.co. And we've had over a million downloads on our podcast this year. Unbelievable. I'd like to thank every one of our listeners. I can't be begin to tell you thank you very much. But this is an important podcast from Mark Masters. I'm going to have several more podcasts with Mark. I'm writing several other things. This is, I'm already in discussions with other oil and gas CEOs about this entire process. Mark lays out several key things that I'm going to talk about again in a few others. Understanding number one, with no friends, the national media, the energy sector must become the media. This is critical. The understanding too, the ESG form of corporate communism is designed in part to curtail investments in the domestic energy producers. Ah, understanding number three, domestic energy unleashed is far better, faster to break the back of inflation. That is huge. Understanding four, an energy sector supported media machine will make the energy sector beloved by the general public. It's the only way that this ties in to all of the other articles. This energy thread today is about the most important that we've done. And then the last piece of this puzzle is it can only be the energy sector that the agriculture sector helps. So we can tell the agricultural story and the agricultural story is the only one that we can tell. I've got to get this uh, articulated correctly with Mark. Hold tight. I'm teeing you up for these. So with that, make sure that you have an absolute wonderful day, a wonderful week. Hug your family and be prepared for any unknown natural disaster or uh, man-made. The government may not be there for you just because of the volume. The FERC said major blackouts may be coming because of the grid issues. So uh, man-made or natural disaster, make sure that you're ready to take care of your family. Thank you. With that, my name's Stu Turley and uh, Michael will be back here tomorrow. Thanks. Have a great day.